welcome to the Leader's Life Podcast, where we implement that old school grind with that new school mind. What is up, fam? I'm your host, Amar. And before you get started, please make sure you hit that subscribe button so you never, ever miss out. Now, Expert Series Edition. I have a special guest, an amazing person, amazing friend, Emily Jane, who at the age of 22 years old, decided to drop out of her master's degree program, quit her nine to five job, and go all in on starting her business. Emily is a six-figure business owner. With that being said, my friend, amazing coach and mentor, Emily Jane, how are you, my friend? I'm amazing, Amar. I've missed you, and I'm so excited for our chat today. I know, likewise. So everybody doesn't know, I didn't say this on the intro, Emily is currently in Australia, so she's literally on the land down under. So welcome to the Leaders Life Podcast. I'm so excited to be here from the future as well here in Australia. Oh, it is your <laughs> Friday and my Thursday. This is how it works. I love it. This is what's so awesome about meeting, you know, joining programs and meeting people from all over the world is that you get to learn that Emily's a fortune teller. So... <laughs> Emily, so let's just jump right into this. Why don't you give yourself, I know I gave an intro of kind of, you know, your backstory, but why don't you let the audience know who Emily Jane is? Yeah, I mean, as you shared a little bit about previously, I came from an architecture background, studied my bachelor's, graduated my bachelor's, was working nine to five, and then stepped into studying my master's as well. Architecture was something that I was really damn good at, <laughs> but was really out of alignment with on that like spiritual level. And spirituality is something that's important to me. It's something that's been opening up more and more for me as I've been taking these steps deeper into my business journey, because naturally my business journey is taking me deeper and deeper into my personal development journey as well. But I really became clear when I was 22 that if I looked into the future and envisioned what my life was like five years from that point in time, I didn't want to be where I was in that moment. I didn't want to be in that industry. I didn't want to be on that path that I was going on. And so that's why I decided to take that leap and go all in and start my own business. But before starting my business, I was a podcast host. So that's where the journey really started for me was in podcasting. And that was a passion project ultimately. And I like to share that part of my story because I think a lot of people get really stuck on that idea of, oh, I want to do something, but I don't know what I want to do you know? And so I like to share that my journey really did start with my podcast because that was simply something I was doing for the fun on the side of what was meant to be my career. And then that thing that was just something fun for me ended up evolving into now what my, I guess, purpose is in this life. So yeah, that's a little bit about me. I'm a spiritual junkie, a dog mom, a bit of a creative. I love to pick up a pen and paper and do a bit of drawing when I have the space and also a business and mindset coach. Wow, look at that. You're pretty much wearing million, million hats and you said spiritual junkie, which is so funny because I've been seeing a lot of those spiritual junkies in the self-development world. But I have to ask you because I know so many people that can resonate with this, Emily. You said at 22, right? You're getting your master's. You're already going to be an architect. And you said you were out of alignment you felt mm. like you were out of alignment. Now, I hear this all the time, you know, being what I do with, with the mentor program with Rob Dial. I hear all the time that 
people are working the nine to five because that's what they thought they're supposed to do. That is mm. what it is. Go to school, get your master's, be an architect and design and build some badass homes. But yeah. you said out of alignment. So for the listeners that are paying attention right now who are in that same boat, working in a job that just does not feel aligned, what would you tell them and how do, what's the first step they need to take? To connect with how you're feeling first and foremost, because that was something that I didn't do for a very long time. You know, I knew by my second to third year of uni that I didn't want to be studying architecture but I didn't really know what else I wanted to do. And I didn't really deeply connect into how my degree and how that path that I was on was making me feel. And it was only when I was in my master's when I sort of reached a breaking point and I was forced to confront my feelings and forced to confront how I was feeling was then when I really realized that, yeah, I was out of alignment. So the first step is to obviously like reflect on how you're feeling and see what is causing you to feel out of alignment, because it could have been many things at the end of the day, but only through that self-reflection did I realize that okay it is my degree and it is this career that I'm working towards and then the next step once you realize you're out of alignment start to again like dive deeper into the self-awareness side of things and ask yourself the question well if this is out of alignment for me then what do I think would be in alignment for me? What are the things that make me feel good? What are the things that I have fun doing? What are the things that I am good at, but also enjoy? Because I was good at architecture, but I didn't enjoy it, right? So there was a bit of a gap there. So that's what I'd say if you are feeling like right now in that job or that degree you're in, you are feeling out of alignment with it. Really, really prioritize diving deep into self-awareness, like self-reflection and actually figuring out, well, okay, if this isn't the thing for you, what potentially could be? And you don't need to know what the answer is straight away, but you just need to be willing to explore and be open to like putting out the feelers and figuring it out. Yes. Thank you. That's a perfect answer. Putting out feeler and filling it out because I hear this all the time. It's called the golden handcuffs. That's the term I like to use. Mm. It's like, Hey, you know what, Emily, I have a job. I'm making great money but I hate it. And that's just the way it is. I, I'm ungrateful. I'm being ungrateful because I'm turning, I'm not appreciating all this money I'm bringing in because I'm not aligned. How selfish of me is that? Can you relate to something like that? Oh, yes. I can relate to that on two levels, actually. I could relate to that in my architecture degree and like the great job that I had in the architecture industry as well as like, you know, a newly graduate. But then I could also relate to that at a certain point in my business journey as well. It was right after I had made six figures in my business, I was feeling that lack of alignment again. And I was so confused. I was like, I'm here. This is what I was working towards. I've got the six figure business. I'm working for myself. Why am I feeling frustrated? Why am I feeling unfulfilled? And why am I feeling out of alignment again? And again, it comes back to the fact that I had disconnected from actually asking myself, how do I feel in my pursuit of reaching that six-figure goal? And because of that, I had actually started to sacrifice and lose sight of certain things that I really highly valued because I was so fixated on chasing my ego's goal to become a six-figure business owner. So then at that point, when I actually became a six-figure business owner, I lacked the fulfillment. I literally cried at the party I had with my friends. We went on a picnic and it was just to celebrate my 100K. And I literally cried because I was like, 
I'm not happy physically where I'm at because I let my health go. I let my wellness go. I don't really know what's been going on in my friends' lives for the past eight months because I became so disconnected from like that social side of things and just all these little things that really were values of mine that I I was unconscious to the fact that I had let them go in the pursuit of that goal. So in this second year of my business journey, it's very much been about reconnecting again to that question of how do I feel? And making sure that with every step that I am taking in my business, I feel aligned or I feel fulfilled or I feel like I am filling up my cup on a spiritual level, on a soul level, and not just um, serving what my ego wants me to chase, if that makes sense. Oh, makes complete sense. Because (laughs) if I remember correctly, I remember we were on a coaching call and Mm -hmm. I remember telling you, hey, like, you need to spend time with your friends and family. I remember saying, yeah. hey, my wife goes out every Wednesday night with her girlfriends. I do yeah. my thing, you know, Thursday nights. And I was like, you have to find that time for yourself. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I remember, and once again, a lot of people can relate to this. People felt guilty. They felt guilty because they were hanging out with their friends because they were busting their ass, working on their businesses or, and, or for corporate America, whatever it is, but they felt guilty when they were trying to have a good time. Why were you feeling guilty? I guess I was feeling guilty because on one hand, my friends at my picnic did say, let's just hope that the next six, uh, the, the next six figures, we see a little bit more of you. And so I realized in that moment that, okay, my friends were actually missing me and like my friends were actually a little bit upset as well that I wasn't as present as I could be for them. But there was a conversation that followed that as well, where I did explain to them, you know, there are phases in our life we do go through where sometimes we need to be a little bit more focused on ourselves and our own goals. And so through having that conversation, they were then able to see my perspective a little bit clearer and I was able to release some of that guilt. But the guilt around, I guess, taking time off of the hustle to go and spend time doing things that I actually enjoy was really just driven by a fear mindset, you know, from this fear mentality that, and I had, I had, and still do a little bit now had a very negative mentality where I thought that I had to work, 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 work in order to grow, 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 grow. Like the big success would only come from sacrificing all my time and energy. And that belief that, that fear really stemmed from watching how my, dad worked when I was growing up. My dad is an extremely successful businessman, but every single memory that I have of him working towards the success he achieved would require great sacrifice, would mean he'd be sitting up at 10 p.m. at night when we want him to watch family movie, but he's sitting there doing emails on his computer. And then when we wake up before we go to school in the morning, like again, he's sitting on his computer doing emails. So I had this belief based off watching the way that my father used to hustle towards his goals, that that was the only way to be successful. And that if I was to take a break and I was to step away, that the whole thing would come crumbling down or I wouldn't make the progress forward that I needed to make. But I definitely did realize after, you know, the first six figures that that's not the case. And in fact, you can make the same, if not more, by allowing yourself space in your schedule. Yes. I love that you brought that up. It's like you're letting your guard down because everybody has this like thought process, this negative thought process of being successful means working long hours, means yeah. 
hey, I'm not going to see my children. I'm justifying it because I'm working. And I love that you brought that up because I say that all the time. Like I have, I'm, I'm fortunate enough to have my businesses, but I'm spending the most time ever with my family. Why? Yeah. Because it took me forever to realize that, you know what? That's not the way it's supposed to be because like your dad, my dad did the same thing, does the same thing, yeah. works long hours. And, and, you know, for him to be able to support our family and that's what I felt. And that's where the guilt came from me. So thank you very much for sharing that. But I want to bring up how you kept on saying, how do I feel? How do I feel? Right. Because yeah. a lot of people think, Hey, once I hit the six figures marks, I'm good to go. I'm happy. I've made it. But yeah. that necessarily wasn't the way you felt, Emily, because you just brought up how you were going and going and working and working and working. But talk about your burnout. And when you hit that six figures where you just were flushed, you were exhausted, you were burnt out. Can you elaborate? Yeah. Well, to put it simply, if you don't feel good in the process of achieving the goal, you're not going to feel good once you actually achieve the goal because things don't just magically change. And I guess I had this illusion in my mind that it's okay. I can feel like shit. I can hustle hard. I can like work myself into the ground. And once I hit that goal, everything is going to magically change within myself and within my environment. But that's not the case. And you'll learn that the more and more that you do reach the monetary goals in your business or any other goal for that matter as well. But I speak to the monetary one because we always do think that, yeah, when we hit that number, all of a sudden, everything's going to be magically transformed. But as for your question was, sorry, how did I feel after after experiencing the burnout, was it? Yeah, it was just more like, hey, you did an amazing, you, you hit your goal. You hit that six figures, right? But there were roadblocks. Can you yeah. elaborate on the roadblocks that caused you to burn out? What was it that caused yeah. Emily to burn out and hit that, I'm not going to say rock bottom, but like hit that wall? I'd say one of the biggest ones was not creating balance between work and self-care. You know, like, and that's something that is so important to have is having those healthy boundaries in place so that you are filling your cup back up. There are some people who have the capacity to be able to go, 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 and continue to go after that. But I'm not one of those people. And as much as I was trying to tell myself that I was, that was what was pushing me further into that place of burnout because I was trying to show up in a way that wasn't actually me. I am someone who I have a lot of energy to give, but I also have to give myself the time and the space after giving that energy in order to refill my supply. It's not something that's going to automatically fill up on its own. And so that's something that I wasn't giving myself any time or care to do. And on that note as well, like sacrificing my health and well-being was a big contributing factor to that burnout that I experienced because as soon as I flicked into that place of, okay, it's time to hustle every waking minute and second has to go towards this goal. I let go of my gym routine and I stopped taking care of myself in terms of like the foods I were eating and, you know, the, the literal physical health. And that in itself also had a major impact on the burnout I experienced because I wasn't moving my body, you know, and there's so many effects that we do feel from that, you know, like on a mental level, but also on that physical level as well. And so then that just kept on stacking and stacking and stacking and stacking until that point of like, okay, 
I need to just shut off from the world now. I curl up in a little ball and just cry for a little bit. But I'd say, yeah, the biggest factors that contributed to my burnout was the lack of self-care and also that fear-driven mentality that I have to be pushing and pushing and pushing and pushing myself to that point of breaking. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I know so many people can relate to that, Emily, because I hear it all the time. I mean, you know, I'm fortunate enough to be a mentor for a Rob Dallas program. And that's something that you hear a lot of, like, mm. I just got to fight through it, ignore the way it feels. And, and then they start yeah. doing bad habits. They start eating poorly. They mm-hmm. start, stop taking care of themselves because they don't, their body's t- pretty much giving them the you know, you spiritual, spiritual junkie should know this. Your body's giving you all the, all the signs to throw in the towel, take it easy. Yep. But your stubborn brain tells you no, or your ego, I'll use the ego as you brought yeah. up earlier, tells you no. So yeah, that, thank you for sharing that. But I do want to bring up something that I think is very powerful to talk about because you and I spoke about this offline and yeah. it's about like your support system. And I feel that a lot of people come up to me and say, hey, my spouse, my partner doesn't support my new journey. My partner's holding me back. My loved one is not letting me move forward in the direction I want to because, you know, because it's, it's whatever it is, you know, I'm not going to get into people's personal issues, but obviously the common denominator is they're being held back from from their circle, their loved ones, whatever it is to pursue their dreams. Mm. Can you, what would your tip be to somebody who is being held back by their loved one, by their family, by their, anybody who's in their circle Mm. that they think love and support them, but they're actually holding them back? Yeah, see, that's a really challenging uh, position to be in. And obviously I've experienced like my own version of that in itself, but in the sense where I've had the most supportive partner who believes in me and supports my business and wants to see my business succeed, but yet there have been energy leaks within the relationship that have been taking energy away from what should have been going into myself and into my business and therefore stunting my growth and preventing me from moving forward, right? So first and foremost, like I'm someone who always says, go within, go within first and foremost, okay? If you feel like there's something within your environment or your relationships that's holding yourself back, start to do some deep self-reflection to try to get crystal clear on what that thing is for you. What is it about your relationships? Is it the way that the people around you are talking about what you're doing? Are they speaking negatively to you, putting you down? Or is it a similar situation to mine where it's like, there's no negativity towards what you're doing, but there are some other problems which are becoming a major energy leak. And then once you're clear on what the problem is, you can actually start to ask yourself, okay, well, what solutions do I have to move through this? Is this something that can actually be worked on like with whoever's involved and collectively moved through? Or is this something where you need to step away or you need to put some really strong boundaries in place to protect you and protect your goals? And something that I personally really struggled with was a little bit of guilt around 
wanting to prioritize, actually not a little bit of guilt, a lot of guilt around wanting to prioritize myself and prioritize my business. Now, even before I was in a relationship, my number one priority has always been my career ever since deciding that this is what I want to do for myself. And obviously being 24 years old at the moment, like I'm not thinking about starting a family. I'm not thinking about getting into a relationship that's like, you know, building to the future. Like all I want to be focused on at this point in time is actually like getting myself set up and and diving deep into what lights me up. Right. So I would feel guilty because from the beginning of the relationship that I got into, I was always prioritizing my business. And so, of course, that had some impacts on the relationship itself. But then I had to be honest with myself and say, okay, well, I've got two options. One, I can start prioritizing my relationship more, putting more time, care, energy into that, because obviously things need time, care, energy, attention in order to grow. Or I can keep prioritizing my business and grow that to where I want to be. And and I felt guilty in saying that actually I want to prioritize my business. Where I am right now, that is what I want to prioritize now. And so for me, a big thing was, first of all, having to move through that guilt before I could then have any conversations about, okay, well, what is my plan in terms of my relationships and, and, and moving forward from here? So I don't know if that's strayed a little bit from like the core of the question, but it comes back to that self-reflection and then starting to look at your options and then having those serious conversations. Yes. No. Yes. Yes. That was a powerful and answer the question times 20, because you said something that I know I've struggled with personally, and many, many people in our, in our field have is the boundaries and Mm. also being selfish. It's okay to be selfish. It's okay to put your mask on before helping others. There's a reason why. Why do you think you worked with so many people? You're an amazing coach and mentor. What do you think that stems from? Like my desire to help other people. The guilt. Ah, the guilt. It's because I am quite an empathetic person and I do genuinely care for the people who are in my life, whether they're clients or whether they're partners or whether they're friends, like I do hold a great amount of care for other people. And so I guess it was the guilt was coming from not wanting to hurt them and not wanting to make them feel like they're not good enough when it's not a case of they're not good enough. It's simply a case of I'm not willing or able, I should say willing, it's, it's, it's a willingness. At this point in time, I'm not willing to do what I need to do in order to support our growth. And so I feel the guilt around, okay, well, I don't want him to feel hurt. I don't want him to feel like it's because he's not good enough. And that's why I'm not wanting to put the time in or because I don't love him enough or anything of that. So the guilt really just comes from, I guess, wanting to people please and, and, and putting myself too much in the other person's shoes and thinking about how I'm potentially hurting them instead of focusing on how I'm actually freeing them and um, creating new opportunities and more space for them. Because it is that at the end of the day, right? Like when you step away from anything, you are freeing someone in a sense. I always like the, the, whenever I would go through a breakup, I'd tell myself rejection is protection, right? Because (laughs) it is, it's, it's protecting 
you from maybe something that wasn't in true alignment with you and wasn't right for you and was maybe holding you back in certain ways as well. So it was focusing on the wrong things. And yeah, I guess just being overly empathetic in the situations. There you go. And that, and a lot of people can relate to that. It's because Mm. you people please. And I know, I'm not sure if you read the book or heard the book about the five regrets of the dying. No, but the, it's a great book on regret. And, and there, and the reason, and not saying that you're saying regret, but they say one of, one of the things is not, you know, living for other people, pleasing other people versus pleasing themselves, being able to do what they want. They were always doing what other people wanted. And because of that had resentment and regret. And that's what I feel like is probably the worst thing to have in life is regret. Like you want to live your life with just authenticity and, and being happy and, and, and honest and with an awesome support cast. So yeah, thank you. Thank you very much for bringing that up because I also want to definitely ask you and pivot about this for a second, because you and I have met hundreds and hundreds of coaches and, yeah. and just mentors and amazing, amazing people. Right. And a lot of people ask me, especially new coaches, brand new coaches, brand new business owners, brand new, anything that they start is what do I need? What do I need to do to get to the next level? And I'm like, specific over here. They say, well, I always hear you preach community, community, community. Can you elaborate? Because I know you have your own community. I know you have a lot of programs coming out, but can you elaborate on your experience on why you feel community is important? Mm, Well, this is something I was literally talking about on a podcast yesterday as well. And I'm going to go back to the very first investment that I made into myself, which was obviously when we became connected inside of that program. When I was quitting my nine to five job and quitting my degree, I wasn't surrounded by anyone who was doing what I wanted to be doing, right? Like, yes, I was listening to podcasts. Yeah, I was like tuning in like to people who were already succeeding at what I wanted to be doing, but I wasn't physically in the environment where anyone around me was working on a similar thing or was working towards similar goals or had a similar vision, right? My boss at my nine to five job and everyone at my nine to five job, they did not understand what I was doing. They did not even understand, like they thought I was crazy quitting. They thought I was quitting to become an influencer. Right, and a social media influencer, and it's like, look at Tony Robbins understand. over here. <laughs> exactly, and and even with that, they didn't understand what the personal development space was. I was like, no, like you know, like the the Tony Robbins of the world, and they're like, that's a cult, right? Like the people that I was around just did not understand. My family didn't understand. My family was supportive, but they really didn't understand what I was doing. And to this day, I still do not think they fully understand what I'm doing. And so I knew that I needed to be surrounded by people who were on a similar journey. And that was one of the biggest reasons, aside from obviously wanting to have the the tools and the guidance and the support on how to actually do what I wanted to do. I wanted to be around people who were chasing similar goals, who were already ahead and like chasing bigger goals, right? Because that that was going to show me and prove to me that, hey, this isn't just like a fantasy. This isn't just something that specific people on social media can have. This is something that we can all have And I can physically see the people around me like they're achieving that. So if they can do it, then there's absolutely no reason why I can't do it. And so that was a large reason why I wanted to dive into a community and a large reason why 
time and time and time again, I'm tapping into all new communities because I want to constantly be surrounded by people who are doing what I'm doing and doing it at a higher level because that's going to show me that, hey, if these people can do it, they have the same struggles, they have the same roadblocks, they still have the same fears as me, but yet they're achieving these things, then there's nothing that's stopping me from getting there also. Yes, I love that. I always say the community is going to give you that pat in the back, but also that kick in the ass. And, you know, we have a lot of mutual friends. We were talking about our mutual friends prior to this and how we keep in contact with them. And the reason why, as you said, we all have that similar goal. We want to pick each Mm. other up. We want to be there. But most importantly, we want to level you, level you up like we want. Mm -hmm. And then you're able to reach out to somebody that you feel has excelled and you want to learn from them. So you've learned to, hey, let me reach out to them. Let me ask them. Let me ask what you used to do that with me all the time. You'd be like, hey, help me pick my brain about this. But people don't do that anymore. People seem like it's a nuisance or I'm bothering if I reach out to Emily and I have a question about how did she make six figures and she's only 24 years old. Yeah. It's just mind boggling that you can spend you know, six, seven hours a day on social media, but you can't send a simple message like, Hey, I would love to pick your brain. Yeah. So exactly. yeah, that, yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Exactly. that, And you know what, that's why I started my podcast. And that's why I encourage a lot of people to start podcasts as well, because if you want to be networking with people, but maybe you don't have the means to invest into a community just yet, having a podcast is the perfect opportunity to be able to get on a call, sit face to face with someone and just ask them those burning questions that you want to ask them or just be expanded, you know, by the stories that they have to share and, and by hearing about the journey that they've been on as well. Yes, Emily. Yes, yes, yes. Because you said it yourself. I started this podcast for connection networking. And more than anything, if I can help one person, if somebody right now that you're able to resonate, someone's able to resonate by one sentence that you've said during this, whether it was the roadblocks in your life, whether it was when you were burnt out, whether it was, hey, mm-hmm. I, I was having somebody holding me back, whatever it is, if that one person is able to get something from this, my job's done. And on top of that, I get to connect with badass people like yourself and amazing other people. So that to me is, you know, that is why I always, 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 when when you have guests, especially people like yourself who I've met through a community, I always emphasize, like, put yourself out there, join a program. Emily has a lot of programs going on right now. We're going to jump in that in a second. But uh, but Emily, before we wrap this up, I have to ask you, what is your definition of a leader? Oh, I like this question. The thing that pops up for me immediately is a leader is someone who is willing to walk first, you know, is willing to walk first, even in the face of fear. A leader is someone who is willing to look beyond that fear, step into courage and take those steps forward to help pave the way for those who aren't yet able to step into that same courage. I guess that's as simply as I would put it. Yes. And I always say leaders eat last. Yeah, (laughs) that's, that's what it is. Emily, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Now, before, before we wrap this up, please, please, please. I know you got a lot of amazing things coming up. I know you had a big waiting list with your last, with your last project that you had going on. So please share with, with the leaders life podcast family, what you have going on and where they can find and connect with you. Yes. Well, first of all, if you want to find and connect with me, I'm super easy to find. I'm Empower With Them on everything. So if you want to listen to the podcast, it's the Empower With Them podcast. And if you want to come say hi to me on Instagram, where I share 
tons of free value and just motivational posts for you guys. It's Empower with M again, just on Instagram. But if you are looking to dive even deeper into, you know, this journey that you're on with your business or your mindset, the first step I would encourage you to do is send me a message, but I am relaunching my Aligned Coaching Academy at the moment, which is really the best place to start for anyone who is wanting to build a coaching, mentoring, or consulting business in the online space. And what I've implemented into this academy is all of the lessons, all of the wisdom that I acquired through my experiences of building to six figures. And I'm wanting to translate that through to you guys. So then you can avoid making some of the same mistakes that maybe I made in my journey to six figures. And you can truly start from the beginning to build a business that is completely and utterly in alignment with you and the impact and the beautiful life that you want to be creating for yourself. Excellent. And yes, we will have that all in the show notes. And I was a guest on Emily's amazing podcast, Empower With Yes, it was, it was <laughs> awesome to jam out with you. So Emily, thank you so much for taking time out of your crazy busy day, getting up early the next day, just to make this work. We have been trying to make this work for, for a few weeks now, and I'm so glad we were able to, 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 to jam out. And most importantly, give some value to these listeners, because as I said, you're just an amazing soul. There are people right now in their forties and fifties that you've, you've accomplished more in, in, in your twenties. So I have to give you your flowers right there and let you know, you're just an amazing, amazing soul an amazing human being and amazing friend. Oh, Ma, you're always worth the early start. I love waking up and having a chat with you, but I am deeply appreciative of you for having me on the podcast and also for all the support that you've given me in my journey. I wouldn't be here without you. Oh, you're the best. And her, as I said, everything will be in the show notes. And that's that. Thank you so much all for showing up and listening. Please make sure you hit that subscribe button so you never, ever miss out. And please share this with your family, friends, and tribe. And if you think it's valuable information, share it on social media at Leaders Life Podcast. You all freaking rock. Remember, why not you? Why not now? Hope you all have an amazing, amazing rest of your day.